Welcome to Crossview Radio, weekly podcast for Wayne County. I'm John Marino, pastor of Crossview Church in Orville. We exist to glorify God by exalting Christ and magnifying the gospel for the joy of all nations. So this week, I uh, saw a video posted online by Verso Books interviewing feminist Sophie Lewis. And I wanted to talk about this video and the topic of abortion today. Abortion has been in the news a lot recently because of all of the states coming out on one side or another on this whole debate uh, with the heartbeat bills and other laws that are being passed with regard to abortion. And in the middle of all this chaos comes this video. Uh, I think it was actually released last week. I saw it this week, uh, sharing her views on abortion. Uh, Lewis's vision, and we'll uh, get to this in a second so you can hear it, but her vision for the future is to have a uh, maternal surrogacy, to have more of that. She employs language to undermine the family unit, arguing for the abolition of the family, For instance, and you'll see in this clip here, uh, instead of calling it pregnancy or motherhood, she calls it gestational work, uh, as if it were purely a job description. Uh, In her mind, abortion is a way to exit the workplace. You're doing gestational work when you're pregnant, and then if you want to get out of this, then you have abortion. She believes, uh, and you'll see at the end of the clip, that it's a form of uh, going on strike to have an abortion, and therefore it's acceptable. Uh, Now, it should be clear on the outset here to the Christian that all of these things undermine God's design of the family unit, uh, the purpose of sex, the role of the father and the mother and the family, and the importance and the blessing of children. And of course, we could go on and on and on. But there's something specific that I want to uh, extract and take a look at in this short video clip, and I want to play the audio for you as we look at this together. So let's uh, tune in and see what she has to say. We're facing a really terrifying attack on abortion in the U.S. where I live, in Northern Ireland and elsewhere. In the past, the strategies that um, our side has tended to use have included a kind of uh, seeding of ground to our enemies. We tend to say um, that abortion is indeed very bad, but, or we say, um, luckily it's not killing. Luckily it's just a healthcare right. We have very little to lose at the moment when it comes to abortion, and I'm interested in winning radically. And I wonder if we could think about defending abortion as a right to stop doing gestational work. Abortion is, in my opinion, um, and I recognize how controversial this is, um, a form of killing. It is a, a form of um, killing that uh, we need to be able to defend. Okay, so uh, the, the, the veil is coming off a form of killing that we need to be able to defend. She just admits it outright. Um, I am not interested in where a human life starts to um, exist. Okay, so she's not even wanting to go there. She doesn't care. In other words, if human life starts um, at conception, as we would argue, uh, it doesn't matter to her. Uh, it's We're going to kill that life uh, at, at any stage. Um, I see the forms of making and unmaking each other as sort of continuous processes. Um, 
the other end of the spectrum is the process of learning how to die well and hold each other and let each other go at the end of our lives as well as at the beginning. Um, but looking at the biology of this kind of hemochorial placentation helps me think about um, the violence that innocently a fetus meets out um, vis-a-vis a gestator. Um, and that violence is, is an unacceptable violence for someone who doesn't want to do gestational work. Um, the violence that that gestator meets out to essentially go on strike or exit <laughs> that, that workplace is an acceptable violence. <clears throat> okay. Uh, yeah, very, very sickening, um, to say the least. We have to commend her for her honesty. This is at least an honest abortion argument. And if she's right about one thing in here, she's right about the fact that abortion is killing, that it is murder. Uh, here's here's my take on the situation. The Academy is finally catching up with what everyone else already knows. The Academy is catching up with what mothers themselves already know and confess to be true. And those who are involved in ministry to abortion-minded mothers will tell you that these moms already know that it's murder and they brag about it. And while there are some situations where a mother may be ignorant, uh, more and more moms know what it is. It's murder. And these moms believe that they have the right to kill their children, believing that it is empowering or that it is their right to create and destroy. And, and even she says in this clip, it's a form of making and unmaking each other. Um, and she calls it a continuing process. This is her justification for, for murder. And what I believe you're going to see is you're going to see the argument at least as it's presented in the public sphere, transition from women's health to the right to kill. In fact, we're already seeing that transition take place. Remember Alabama State Representative John Rogers? Uh, about a month or two ago, he said the following. He said, some kids are unwanted, so you kill them now or you kill them later. You bring them in the world unwanted, unloved, you send them to the electric chair, so you kill them now or you kill them later. So you have a representative for our government making the argument that unwanted children should be murdered now or later in the womb or outside the womb. We're, we're going past uh, birth and we're talking about infanticide now uh, in this particular situation. Uh, there's no talk of women's health there. It's outright confession that it's murder, plain and simple. Uh, arguments for women's health on the pro-abort side, uh, I think, are becoming outdated on that side. Uh, th they're not even dealing with the issue at hand. The, the Christian is claiming that the baby in the womb is a life and a person and therefore worthy of defense. And by the way, I do say a person as well because some people will argue that you can have a life but it's not a person. The, the baby and, and the person at every stage is a, is a life and a person. Um, the the pro-abort side has failed to demonstrate that the baby is not a life. In fact, everything points to the opposite. The, the ultrasound, science, the Bible, they all point to the reality that this is a life. Uh, the pro-aborts know that, and so they're beginning to confess that, but defend it anyway. And I think... 
and we'll see how this plays out in the upcoming years. But I, I think that the argument of the future is uh, justifying murder. And, and, and here's, um, you know, a couple of examples, just the, the video that we just listened to, uh, John Rogers, uh, justified murder, I think is the argument of, of the future. Abortion is just one part of the equation that we see being played out before our eyes in Romans chapter one. Uh, Romans one gives four stages to the destruction and moral decay of a culture. The first step is that uh, people will worship the creation instead of the creator in verse 23. Then in verse 24, you have a sexual revolution. In verse 26, you have a homosexual revolution. And in verse 28, we see the final step is a depraved mind where all sorts of sins are seen as good. a whole list of sins. In fact, we'll go ahead and read those. This last one, by the way, includes things like the transgender revolution that we're seeing today. Uh, let's read this end part here, Romans 1, 28 through 32. Uh, scripture says this, And since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to a debased mind. So I'm saying this is the fourth step in Romans 1. To do what ought not to be done. They were filled with all manner of unrighteousness, evil, covetousness, malice, they are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, maliciousness. They are gossips, slanders, haters of God, insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless. Though they know God's righteous decree that those who practice such things deserve to die, they not only do them, but give approval to those who practice them. Murder is in that list, and that's what abortion is. It's murder, and it's being confessed now. Uh, I, I didn't read the <clears throat> entire section of Romans 1, but if you do read that, it's it's almost scary how precise it is in describing our 21st century American culture. We are living out the decay of our society, and abortion is just one way in which our culture is rotting. And I do believe that abortion is an outflow of what we saw earlier in Romans 1, and that is the sexual revolution. One of the core tenets of abortion is the supposed right to have sex without consequences. Uh, men supposedly can have sex without consequence, and women need to share that quote-unquote right. Uh, we need to remember, if we're going to reclaim uh, biblical truth, that men cannot live their lives as if they could have sex without consequences. The Christian idea of marriage needs to be restored in our society. Christianity teaches us that sex is only permissible inside of a one-man, one-woman marriage. And in that context, both the man and woman share the consequences of sex, or we would be better to say the blessings of it, and that is, of course, children. And I say all this to acknowledge that there is a domino effect where marriage, sex, the family, abortion, all of these things are connected together. Or Abortion is foundational. It is key to our culture being able to live out the sexual revolution that we're currently living in right now. Now, here, before I get too off, off topic um, in kind of evaluating where we are as a culture, I, I want to get back to the point in showing this video today. And I simply want us to see that the veil is coming off and the pro-abortion crowd is being forced to show their hand. The slaughter of innocent children has been disguised with terms like health care, women's health, 
people who are um, pro-life are said to be against women or whatever, uh, be prepared for the conversation to change from we are the champions of women's health to we're allowed to murder our own offspring. Indeed, it's already going that direction. And I'll notice one more characteristic of this trend, and perhaps this may be the most important characteristic of all. It's all been theological. If you uh, remember when I brought up the point about um, this trend in four stages of society falling apart in Romans chapter 1, where did this start with? It all started in Romans 1 with the disorder of worship. Proverbs 8.36 says this, All who hate me love death. Murder, death, our obsession with it in our culture— is rooted in a problem of worship. It is rooted fundamentally in a hatred for God. And so our fascination with death is not primarily a moral problem, though it thoroughly is that. Our fascination with death is first and foremost a theological problem. And theological problems require theological solutions. Perhaps the church needs to stop leaning so much on the secular pro-life arguments and get back to the Bible where real solutions can be found. Thanks for listening to Crossview Radio. I'm John Marino, pastor of Crossview Church in Orville. We meet Sundays at 10 a.m. at the Orville YMCA. To find out more about Crossview Church, visit us online at crossvieworville.com. Thank you.